They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Puck with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast, where we just ramble on about nothing for the first half hour or so and then talk about something else. I'm actually in my car today. I'm doing this. You've been kicked out, have you? (laughs) Yeah, well, it could work as a mobile home because there's enough room in the back to put a mattress. Right. Of course. And so, um, kind of weird, though. I think these days, I think in 2020, whacking a, a, like an old dirty mattress in the back of your van does not constitute a home. Well, even if I've picked that mattress up from the side of the road because somebody's just dumped it on the nature strip, well, that's they not good. Do that. No, well, I mean, that might be the reason why you got kicked out because Mary, <laughs> Mary Mary would be would be all over that. She'd be like, no, no, we can refurbish this and, and sell it. And <laughs> She's good at selling things online, isn't she? She is. You've seen that she before? Is. She is, yeah. So, so what's going in... on? Why are you in the car? Well, because on Wednesday nights, I take my son, Ollie, to hockey training. And right. uh, and and so the, when you talked about doing it uh, later this afternoon slash this evening, the uh, the idea of doing it while I was uh, sitting here watching him do his hockey practice was a good idea, I thought. Is it Multitasking. outdoor hockey, ice hockey? Yeah, and... outdoor. No, no, outdoor hockey. Outdoor hockey. Right. On one of those big green things, you know. And... Uh, and so I'm sitting in the car. I've got the laptop going. I've got about 80% battery, so God knows how long it'll last. I had a disastrous week. Oh, my God. I, wow. Not wow. a great week this week, Matt. Thanks for asking. Because first things first. <laughs> this, is what I, this is exactly what I was trying to avoid by not asking. Oh, sorry. What? Me winning? No, it's okay. Yeah, but, you know, that's uh, fine. You started now. Everyone, See, now everyone's going to be curious, so go on. Go on. Well, Make the, me feel better no. about my week. Okay. Well, you've had a shit week, all right? No, not at all. It's just you know, you've any had a great week. is always good. Yeah. Okay. No, very okay. Go, well, you go. You go. What happened? What happened? I, I you know, took Tom, my cut. Tom, tell, 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 tell us what happened. Start at the start. Just go through when I any was amount of detail. <laughs> just in your own words. Try not to add too much meaning to what you experienced at that time. This sounds like a good um, meditation track, <laughs> but, uh, but that's not what our podcast is all about. So tell us, what was so disastrous about your week? No, this is the thing, you see. Like, there's no disasters. There's oh. this, you know, I'm alive and kicking. My health is good. The family are good. The business is still, you know, running. So that's a good thing. But um, I had my car in for service and I walked down to the local shopping center to be able to plug in my laptop to do my Tuesday morning tip that I do on Tom's Tribe, my Facebook group, right? On Tuesday morning, 9am, I give a little tip, goes live, 10, 15 minutes worth, usually Lightroom involved, but I get to the coffee shop and I've brought the Mary's charger for her laptop, which doesn't charge my laptop as well, different, they're they're compatible, but they're not. So... I, this laptop has gone dead overnight and I'm sitting there trying to uh, fire this thing up and it's already 9 o'clock, so I'm already running late. And then I'm trying to resize an image in Photoshop, which was the demonstration I was giving, and that was just taking forever, even though it shouldn't be. So I cracked the absolutes and said, right, 
I'm going straight onto the Apple website and I'm ordering myself a new laptop. Oh, is, fun. Is, do you reckon five years is good enough to get I think that's almost too long, to be perfectly honest. I, <laughs> well, I, clearly it is because yeah. it's running like a piece of shit and this battery actually needs to be replaced, which is only $120, $130 worth to get it replaced. But I figured, mm. no, nah, I'm just going to do the nah. whole machine at the same time. Yeah, well, yeah, that I, I, I agree. I actually, I'm a big fan. I, I upgraded my, well, in fact, I swapped from an iMac to back to MacBook Pro this year. So, well, yep. back to a dedicated MacBook Pro this year. So, right. good on you. Good. That sounds like a great week. <laughs> well, well, yes and no. I'm, I get very grumpy when people, when I don't make sales in the gallery. And they're not oh. because I... They're not because when, I, when the do you, when you hold on, I need to clarify this. When you say you get yes. grumpy, is it yeah. when the person's standing there and they're like, oh, "I'll think about it." Do you get grumpy? No, like right no, then, that's it. it. No, no, no. It's not that because oh, because I, I I'm I'm, res- I'm okay for that because people need time to decide, but that's mm. fine. But what I do get grumpy at is when just not many people come in at all, so I don't get many inquiries at all. Oh, and and it's gone quiet the last week and a half, and I don't like that because I've been. Like You've been at the, the shopping centre playing with your <laughs> laptop, so that's probably why. You know, there's probably been a queue there in the morning, and then you're off piss farting around, and then yeah, I was late for I was late for work that day too. Yes, so oh. maybe that was it. There was a, maybe I should put, um, you know, you know how some of the shops have had those barricades out the front, as in you know, line up here along this wall. Yeah, maybe I should do that outside my gallery. I reckon that we could get our listeners to make a rent a crowd. You know, they used to do that in nightclubs. <laughs> you know, they used to like make yes. sure no one really got in, and then they'd wait till the queue was huge, so it looked like it was going to go off. And then if you're of the course. first in the queue, you get in, and you're like, wait, there's no people here. Why <laughs> yeah, there's no one in here. There's no one in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I right. definitely need to do that. I definitely need to do that. And the other thing I've had going on is that, um this beautiful book that I've told you about already in previous I podcasts. Think I saw this on Facebook today, did I? The summer series, uh, summer edition? Yes, the summer edition is um, is arriving tomorrow, thank goodness, because oh. I've been pre-selling the book, which I, I don't like doing in a sense that, you know, people obviously get anxious or or say, well, hold on, I ordered it two months ago, where is it? Mm. But I did warn everybody that was going to be here early December. Now... I, it, it, I guess it just what's early versus what's mid what's versus what's late December. No, that's what we need to clarify. That's, that's mid month. No, so the only day of the <laughs> month that's mid month okay. is the fifteenth. Okay, is the fifteenth. So yeah. what what constitutes early December? Is that like the first week? Any, no, anything before the fifteenth. Okay, thank you. So what's the date today, Matthew? Uh, today would be the ninth. The ninth. The ninth. So if the book is arriving tomorrow, which is the tenth. Have I fulfilled my promise of delivering it in early December? Well, it depends if you deliver it or whether you just like leave oh, come in on. the gallery. But oh, yeah, come on, I, get I think you've got a few. I think you got a few days up your sleeve. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So I have fielded Although, twenty hold on. to th- hold up. We've got to admit though, because you do know that Australia Post is going to completely botch this. Like it's going to get shipped back to Singapore. And then no, back to no, 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 no. to Sydney and then no, back no. to Melbourne. No, no, no. I, I, last month during COVID meltdown, when they were saying to everybody, allow heaps of time to post stuff, I posted two large books to a friend of mine in Queensland in a box that I sent on a Monday. And then I spoke to them on the Wednesday and they said, oh, yeah, thanks for the books. And I said, oh, my God, are they there already? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, they arrived yesterday. 
Oh, you just overnight friends on this podcast because overnight know. Monday Melbourne Tuesday arrived in Brisbane delivered to their door. There you go. I, I, Australia I, Post. My my packages so far arrived in Melbourne the day after it was shipped from Queensland, and it's been bouncing around different depots in Melbourne with specific notes on the the um the tracking that says incorrect delivery to wrong depot shipped oh. back to Melbourne. <laughs> it's just bouncing. Oh, no. It's like a pinball machine. It's amazing. Oh, no. So. Well, funnily enough, I did have a lady come into the gallery today who was talking about the book, and she said that she bought some Nespresso, you know, coffee pods mm-hmm. that went from Melbourne, and she lives in Melbourne. It went from Melbourne up to Sydney and stayed in yeah. Sydney for three weeks before it then came back to Melbourne, and she arrived and it arrived four weeks after she'd order it. That makes me want to be an espresso pod because you've just got a <laughs> wicked little holiday for absolutely nothing. Just got to go up north, chill out for yeah, a little bit, you yeah, know, come back with a few time. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three weeks on the beach at Bondi and then come home again with a nice tan. So that is that all so, that's been upsetting you this week? Because that doesn't sound like a great deal. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I, I, am, I am. The small things are just just knocking me about this week. I need to concentrate on the good things, which one so. of which is that this book is coming, which will be fabulous. And the second is that I actually engaged a builder today to put some sexy new slatted wooden walls in my gallery to add some cool. extra life to the space. You've been to my gallery there in Main Street, Mornington, haven't you, Matthew? I Anytime. have, I have. Pop in whenever you get the chance. Well, it's a big open space at the moment, and so what I want to do is put a few dividers in so that people can go on a bit of a journey and walk around some corners and, oh, okay, I, I wasn't expecting that type thing. Is this, so, is this going to be like a like pick a path or more like I choose your own adventure? Around. Yes. You're forced in one direction or can people no, actually kind of pick no. and choose? You are forced in one direction when you first enter, but then once you get around that first uh, dividing wall, you can <laughs> You're never allowed to leave. <laughs> That's it. You just get stuck in a vortex in the middle. Surrender your credit card at the at the entry, and then from there. So, can I just say, this kind of leads us to one of the topics that we had for tonight. It did. It did. And you know what? Actually, hold on, hold on. And that that is the perfect lead in. I know I've done a lot of talking already on this podcast, but this this is the this is the the. Not the straw that broke the camel's back. This is this is what kicked me off on this week. Right. Was that I I was I was asked to do some drone work for a, a, a person who I've known for many, many, many years. Okay. And I was excited about doing this for this person because it was a slightly new venture for me, um, something that I've not done before. And I thought, look, I don't really have the time, but it'll be exciting for her, it'll be exciting for me. It'll be a a nice little segue for me, perhaps not for future work in this area, more just um, I've got the experience. Uh, she's starting off her little career in this area. And so I thought I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to give it a go. Look, I'm taking a day out of my week, um, but I'm happy to do that for you. <laughs> I feel like this is building up to an explosion because oh, so far it sounds like I everyone got, wins. I got, I got, so then payment was involved to start oh, with, but then the okay. following text message was, no, the, the, the initial text message or the initial correspondence was, yes, happy to pay you for your time. I'm like, great. Oh, and then the next text message, this, the next text message was some money, happy to give you some uh, money oh, for the day. And then I portion. thought, oh, 
I thought, hold on a second. So I replied back when we're trying to firm up the details for this impending shoot. What budget did you have in mind? Just bear in mm. mind that this is not like a – if this was any uh, anybody else, I would have said, here's my – here's the rate. Yeah, here's yeah. the rate. Take it away. But I'm doing this as a favor almost, right? It's no, it's no skin off my nose whether I do this or not, right? So then I said, well, what budget did you have in mind? Well, then I got the big word that I hate more than nothing else. Exposure. It'll oh, be no. good exposure. It'll be good exposure for oh, you. Oh, no. No. Do you think at 46 years old, 23 years as a, as a professional photographer, multiple awards, which, you know, I won't bore the listeners today by going through them all. But no, they we are don't awards. have that much time. <laughs> I know. That's it. That I need exposure. No, I think that at the own. I think maybe a bit of indecent exposure, but like <laughs> that's it. I, I do like, wow. do that myself as well. But you know, the whole idea of oh no, it'll be good exposure for you. Um, yeah. Just you know, is automatically just sending my blood to the boiling level. And I wrote back and said, exposure doesn't pay the bills. I'm afraid. Exquisma. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was so ticked off, and 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 I was actually quite nice in the end in my reply. But at the end of the day, I thought that is so disrespectful to somebody who you've known for so many years to then come out and say it'll be good exposure, and I can offer you a few hundred dollars for your do you think, time. So, do you think that though? Like, I mean, this is actually what you're talking about is definitely the topic. What I'm about to say is not the topic, but I feel like we've almost come up with a new topic. <laughs> do you think there is any point? In, I mean, not saying in anyone in someone's career or anything like that, because let's not go into the whole, you know, getting started up and stuff. Um, but do you think, as someone in your position, um, do you think like there's obviously levels of exposure, right? Yes. So I had one the other day. I actually had one this week as well, which I didn't not. I actually replied with the quote that they asked for, and then I just did not hear anything back. Um, it was a university asking me to do a one-hour lecture, right? And, um, and I sort of said to them like. God, that would have been five grand at least, mate. That's your starting rate, surely, regardless well, of how long. Hold on, hold on. And then there's prep time, but you don't the, get um, out of bed for like less than five grand. <laughs> well, it was, this was. For I, the see the, I see the invoices you send me after each podcast. Yes, yeah, well, outrageous. Yeah. Stacking up. I've got to prove a point. You know, just got to prove a point. Podcast we've recorded five grand. That's hundred thousand dollars. This podcast has cost me so far. And to be honest, for the three people who listen to it, if you split that down, it's probably <laughs> worth it. But this um, this university um, had that, to them. <laughs> they've on. asked me to do a um, to do a one hour presentation for um, the like the you know what is it is it called O Week where you get like, yes O Week so orientation. They, didn't, they yeah. didn't call it O Week, but you know it's O Week. Um, <laughs> they want a presentation on photography, like for beginners, you know, like everything from phones to basic cameras, you know, just as, as an activity. And I said to them, look, you know, how many people are going? They couldn't tell me. I said, how do you normally build this then? Because normally I charge by the head and rada rada. Anyway, they um we sort of they sort of gave me a ballpark and I thought, oh, that's a bit that's a bit stingy. Right. But the the ballpark was a, a range. Right. And I was told explicitly that the top of that range was reserved for smaller events than O Week. The O Week spreads their budget very thin and stuff. So anyway, I I sent my quote, which was towards the top end of what they gave me because it wasn't um, it was, it was, you know, almost offensive. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I just didn't hear back and it was right. like, I was so urgent for this quote and stuff. And, and I guess oh, yes. the thing, I think oh, the expectation from them as well was that, oh, but you're going to be in front of potentially hundreds of 
uni students. And I who, kind of go, well, who who will don't have any money. Obviously, to services, yeah. That's it. We, so my question no money, is, and clearly they're wanting to spend any of the money they can on getting pissed in OE. Absolutely. So I'm um, going to think about spending it on you and furthering their career. No. Not at this it. stage. So my question is, like, do you – you know, you had an experience this week with um with exposure. Mine wasn't explicitly said as exposure, but I got the hint. Do you think that though there is like there are definitely situations where exposure is a good thing and it actually does give you exposure? Like there are differently yes. situations, I think, where you go, you know what, I would actually bend over backwards to do what you're offering because it actually has a good outcome. And I think sometimes recognizing when it's, you know, the word exposure gets banded around, but sometimes it actually you go, no, that, that that is worthwhile. What, what have you had any experiences where you go? Oh, you know what? I'd I'd probably go a bit above and beyond for this because the exposure aspect of it really actually is worth more than whatever cash they could possibly throw at it. Yeah, that's the, it's an interesting point. I can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head where I it's I've been offered something like that and it's and I've thought, wow, that is a great opportunity, and of course I'll do it for not much at all. Um, I've unfortunately just been burnt many times by the whole. We can't afford to pay you, or it'll be good exposure for you. Um, yeah. I had my local newspaper um, see some of my aerial work and thought, ah, oh, this would be. Gr-. They thought that would be great to feature in the newspaper, and of course, it's owned by News Limited, which of course don't have any money, and uh, they're the people who you know have news.com.au, Herald Sun, etc., um, etc. Et right, all the trashy tabloids, but of course, they have no money, which is absolute bullshit. So when they said we can't afford you pay you, but we will put your name next to all of the images, etc. I just want the listeners to know that that will very, very rarely lead to an opportunity which pays you above and beyond what it would be worth in order to, you know, get paid for that job and not have your byline next to the photos or anything like that. It's just yeah, a, I, don't, I don't think anyone's just, ever read who it was from and then went and Googled them. They just go, that's no, a good and photo, then, I'm going to move on. Down and then going, oh my god, have I got the opportunity for you? Come and travel around the world with me for twelve months, and I'll pay you, you know, five hundred grand to do it. It's just see, not going to happen. See, I have had an experience, not made the five hundred grand part, but I have had a couple of experiences where that did turn out for me. So what I've found, what I find is that you're right, absolutely bang on. There is very, um, you know, I look at quite frequently. Sorry, the most frequent version of this, I think, is when someone like Nat Geo um, features an image. So they often like grab like a reader's image um, and feature. And it's usually, don't get me wrong, it's an amazing photograph. Like they don't share rubbish. Um, And people go, oh my God, I've made it. Like I got shared by such and such. And sure enough, for the first five minutes, that's a really big deal. And that day you'll probably get half a billion likes and stuff like that. But it is a bit of a one hit wonder. Like I think if you make it really quickly like that, or if you get an exposure very quickly like that, that exposure is very, very superficial. Whereas... There's been a few things I think where I've looked at it before, and this is probably more pitched towards some of our listener people who are, you know, who do run like a bit of a side gig with their photography. I have done, um, call it exposure jobs before, but I knew very, very clearly who was being, who I was being exposed to. So I've had clients before um, where I've done jobs that were, um, no, they were still paid and they weren't paid poorly but they definitely weren't you know they were heavily discounted because that client um was going to have my work exposed to another bigger client that i'd been chasing yeah so so sort of looking down the the track rather than just kind of going blank at the word exposure with no qualification who who's actually going to see it who's going to 
you know, who is going to, how, how is this going to play out? Um, if there's no answer there, then, you know, it doesn't really make any sense. But then, of course, I think there are some times where you go, look, there's opportunities. You know, I, I used to present at um, the DRT. So the, it's the Dive, was it Dive Recreation and Travel Expo in Hong Kong. Um, I used to go there with Olympus. And then I started going there just on my own. I actually used to fly myself over to yep. uh, to present at that conference. And it cost me a bomb to get there and to do it. However, it was the sort of, I guess it, it just adds that credibility aspect. And, you know, yep. the exposure, it doesn't, it's not a direct link, but it has, it does have a link, um, uh, you know, there ultimately. But, mm. but yeah, geez, that's, um, yeah, your one's, that's not cool, is it? <laughs> well, well, like I just I thought it, yeah, it's not cool. It's, it's cheeky, and and you know I felt more like I was doing this person a favor rather than they were doing me a favor by you know having me do this work. I like I've done this work numerous times before, um, not specifically in this area, but drone work, as in mm. droning. I know I pretty much do it with my eyes closed, so it's not like I need the experience, and I don't need the exposure to her fan base because it's there in the total related area to what I play in, so to speak. So I do remember one time where the exposure did work well for me, and you were speaking about Nat Geo. Back in 2005, I was featured in the BBC Wildlife Photographer of the Year competition, and uh, they only select about 100 photos each year to feature as part of their exhibition. You must know that competition, Matt. I do, sadly. All right, you do, sadly. (laughs) Sadly. Entries are due, by the way. Entries yeah, are due. Well, you know, like, you've, got to, right. you've got to know what games to play. Well, this is it. And and it's so hit and miss that comp. Anyway, outstanding photography, right? And they I'm not sure if there was prize money as such, but they did send me a couple of books, which doesn't seem much given the fact that it's the largest wildlife comp in the world. But then they did politely send royalties to me every time they wanted to use the image for something. So, and they would ask, oh, they'd say, oh, we're going to put this in a diary, you know, or we're going to, we're doing the best of in the last 10 years, or we're, we're going to make some greeting cards out of it. Is that okay? And we'll pay you this much. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Great. You know, like I appreciate that. I'm actually yeah. earning money from that winning image. Um, and, and I did also get an email from the soon after winning that or not winning, but being featured in that competition I got an email from the picture editor, the photo editor at National Geographic saying, congratulations, um, you, you know, uh, you're on our radar, so to speak. You know, if you've got other images you wish to share with us, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Here's my contact cool. details, to which that, I thought it was a hoax. Doesn't it? I thought it was a hoax. I had to actually go <laughs> and look in a National Geographic magazine and see who the photo editor was and sort of line up her name and her email with the email that I'd got to make sure that it wasn't a hoax. There you go. So that's that's a good example of good exposure. I mean, that's that's Correct. in front of the yeah. right people, isn't it? And that's that's also a very high end. Uh, I guess to be in that top one hundred is is a very high end achievement to start with. So it's not as though you, um, you know, I think what you're describing in terms of this week's, um, I'll use the word shenanigans, um, <laughs> is, is but you are like it's, again. It comes down to who you're being exposed to. That's it. You know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, that that sort of people have got a way up. But at the end of the day, I, I guess my point is that whatever exposure you think or notoriety you think you're going to get from doing that job, divide it by about a hundred, and you might be close. You're, you're always going to overstate the or overemphasize the 
the exposure that you're going to get in a situation like that and go, actually, that does sound really good because all these people are going to see my work and that's going to be amazing and I'm, and, and they're going to click on my website and they're going to go onto my socials and then I'll, I'll definitely get some work out of that. It's rare that that, it's really rare that happens. It happens, but it's, it's not nearly as much as you think. So I think at the end of the day, regardless of whether you're an amateur or professional, whether you've been doing this five minutes or 50 years, you deserve to be rewarded for your time and also your expertise. And therefore, I don't think you should do special favours um, when you feel that perhaps you should be getting paid your full amount. Don't don't fall for that trap of like it'll be good exposure for you because most of the time the exposure means nothing. No, so I'd say that sometimes experience means a bit more than exposure. So if, you know, yes, I'll say if you're if you're if you're up and coming, um, if anything, your yeah, exposure is probably not going to get you anywhere really because again, no one ever asks who produced it. Everyone just looks at it and goes, "That's pretty." Um, yeah. But 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 in terms of the the exposure you get to the industry and things like that, that can have some. I think some big, big benefits for some people. But again, though, um, you do have to sort of always ask yourself the question. And I say this about, there's a few of the, um, I won't name any of them, but uh, some of the photography education centres around the place, um, <laughs> the more official ones. Right. <laughs> that, no, but there is like... It's, there's it's, not too many of them, so we could probably... industry where a lot of people want to make... Oh, are you still there? Um, and that, that that's probably oh. the people who are, you know, if you're starting even a side gig, you are talking about supplementing your living somehow. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. If you start working with people or um, promoting or using people in photography. Hold on, Matt. And- Are you there? Sorry, mate. We just oh. lost the last 30 seconds of you, so go, go again. You oh, see your- well, my recording yeah. looks fine. I, yeah. I can see my little my little. All right, okay. Waves. All right, yeah. all right. Somebody tried to call but through that's okay. my stuffed up my internet oh, connection. Seriously. Well, that's okay. What well, I was just saying that the yeah. that I think that um, if you're going into the industry, you've got to be really, really careful, I think, because if you – if you start working for somebody who is offering you exposure, they're probably not a very good influence on you getting into the industry because it's almost training you into a bad habit. It kind of becomes, um, it it normalizes working for exposure or for free. Um, And I've seen it a a little bit with um, with some of the colleges around the place. Like there's, um, there's one in particular that uh, one of my students who I was tutoring, um, for doing a, a course there, like a long one of those diplomas or something like that, or cert fours or something, and right. um, and their exhibition at the end of the year, um, they actually approached old students and said, "Would you come and photograph the exhibition opening night for free?" Um, because you know it's good experience, and you go, "Hold on, yep. you're in an education center that's that's teaching people to how to build a business and make a living, and yet you're the first person to turn around and say, well, by the way, we're not going to pay you for for what you're doing.' Yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually a bit backwards, and I think it is, yeah, it's contrary." Yeah. It is the exposure that you get out of things. Um, yeah, you don't expose yourself to bad practice either. You know, good good, good clients and good jobs will always, um, you know, if they can't for some reason pay you the way that you, you deserve to be paid, there's usually some sort of bargaining that you can come up with there. And I actually think, um, especially if you're starting out, one of the best things to consider is rather than getting someone to pay you, you know, the, the cash that you're expecting, if they don't have the budget, sometimes actually doing a contra deal with people where you actually win, you know, make sure it's, some, it's a contra deal where you benefit from it. But of course, um, sometimes that actually makes a huge difference. I made, made a lot of contacts at the start of my photography journey by doing sort of, um, you know, contra deals. And that was often with uh, accommodation places, airlines, things like that. Um, you know, for tourism and travel stuff um, and, and diving. Um, and, and it worked out fantastically. Like I got a great trip out of it. I got to take the photos I wanted to take. 
Um, they got photos from promotion. You know, there was certain parts of the trip that maybe I didn't enjoy um, as much as what I could have had I not been working. But at the same time, it was a, it was a fantastic trade-off. You know, there was years there where we just didn't have to pay for trips. Um, so it, it's not always about the, the cash, but certainly um, it's about being, as you say, maybe being rewarded is the best uh, the best way to look at it. I think on that point, specifically about uh, doing those trips, is always try and negotiate any contract that you actually get to use those photos that you take for them yeah, for your own personal use afterwards. Absolutely. I know um, Australian Geographic used to do that. I'm not sure if it's still the case, but if they hired you to do a gig, you were actually free to use any of those photographs, I think, two years after the publication date. So they just wanted exclusive rights to those images uh, you know, for those couple of years after the publication date. But then after that, those photos probably didn't mean a lot to them. Fair game. And therefore, they're, they're saying, well, you know, use them at will. You know, you could sell them as stock or, or however else you wanted to use them, which I think is a great um, arrangement. And I think other people should do the same, ideally, if, if you feel that you'll need those images in the future to be able to put them in your portfolio or sell them as, as prints on your website or anything else like that. Um, one of the things that I wanted to sort of rehash, Matt, after you're talking about these uh, photography colleges, etc. Let's not let's much, not throw let's not throw too much poo at the cage. <laughs> how much of your photography career or business is spent working on the business and marketing the business versus taking photos? Uh, you your- mean my business? Yeah. Uh Oh, that's a really hard question for me to answer. <laughs> that's you getting around this. No, 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 no. It's it's Come it's on. not. No, the reason I say that is because it's, I, I actually the I have a very different. Principle. Yeah, well, I have a different, very different um, approach. I think um, to probably a lot of people and yourself included. I, you've got lots of plans, and you're quite good at you know mapping out you know, a plan, whereas I tend to wake up in you know at three in the morning and go, oh, I should do this, and kind of just follow it and. So my life, um, I don't know that I could split it down. I mean, I've spent you know countless time building website and uh, building the website and plugins and all the bits and pieces that go with that infrastructure. But in terms of actual marketing, God, I, I set up my AdWords account for for Google probably three years ago and haven't t- touched it since. It just sits there on on autopilot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I occasionally post things on Facebook. I don't actually have a big marketing thing, but from an admin perspective, that's different. You know, I don't do I guess, much marketing, but admin is, yeah. it takes up quite a big portion of my life. Yeah, it does. I guess my point is that I think the, the myth amongst for wannabe professional photographers, particularly those coming out of college, is that they're going to be spending, let's call it the 80-20 principle where, you know, majority of things in life is, is a split between, is 80-20 split. So they seem to think that they'll be photographing 80% of the time and then 20% of the time they might have to work on their business and marketing. Whereas oh, it's yeah, no, definitely not. It's completely opposite. So why is yeah. it that these colleges are spending probably 95, if not 99% of the time teaching photography and very little time teaching business when the majority of these photographers are going to have to work for themselves and run their own businesses and yet they're not being taught that skill? I think I think it's well. I mean, ludicrous. It suits me to be honest. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's it's perfectly all right. Well done. Keep going. Play on. No, it's um, <laughs> no. I, I definitely look. I definitely agree with that. I think that there's a lot. Um, 
a lot to be said. But that but that said, I guess you'd probably argue that that's why the the industry is it's a very mixed bag in the industry. You've got some really really ultra successful um, businesses, and you probably have a, the vast majority that are very transient people who who work a normal job and do this on the side, or people who come in and out of the industry quite pretty you know quite frequently, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's it's actually that kind of. I mean, this kind of brings us back a little bit to, I think, our original topic, which we were going to ask. Oh, do we have one? We're 30 minutes in, so we can. (laughs) But we can, this is a pretty (laughs) short one. It was, was, this kind of tease, I think it lines up perfectly. It was, what do people, what do people, what do and people do not ask professional photographers that, you know, I guess questions that, um, or things that, from what the what I understand of that question, it came through, I think, on the group or things people say, say to or ask photographers. Yeah, it, it, if you look at it from a business perspective, I guess, and like you know, we don't want to get too heavy on that topic necessarily, but people obviously, uh, there's lots of people wanting to make a living out of photography or become semi-pro or pro or you know, paid enthusiast, whatever you want to call it. Do you get? Is there anything that you get asked regularly where you just kind of cringe a bit and go, "Oh God, really? We're going to have this conversation?" Or you know, <laughs> well, in the gallery, of course, that it's question camera that you use because clearly, yeah. you know, they'll compliment you on the fact that oh, these are beautiful photographs, and then you know, the whole "What camera do you use?" comes out, and and sometimes if I if I feel the jokes are going to go down well, I, I just go, I just use my phone, I just use my iPhone. And, you know, of course, they laugh and perhaps they, they also realise that the question they've asked is a little bit of a backhanded compliment, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, 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 I could, I always say, well, I could give you Tiger Woods golf clubs, but that doesn't mean that you are going to play like Tiger Woods, golf like Tiger Woods. No, but if you sold his clubs, you'd be rich. That's it. Still got his hand sweat on them. But yeah. I, I always ask, answer politely, you know, oh, it's a Pentax 645Z medium format digital. It makes me sound really smart if I say it quicker. Yeah. And then I say, well, it's a really big camera, which means I can blow the photos to be up, look blow up really big like this and look really good too, you know. And, oh, yeah, no, we can tell. That's fantastic, you know, whatever. <laughs> look, I'm sure most of the time they're asking just out of curiosity. Maybe they're photographers themselves and they want to know. But well, it really also, I think people don't know what to ask sometimes as well. Like it's, it's yeah, most people are not very educated about photography, which is understandable given that yeah. everyone's been on the phones now for a, for a long time. Yeah, this is true. We used to have a saying in our portrait studio was was that if people rang up and asked how much straight off the bat, it was probably because they didn't know what to ask, just like you've said. They were mm. kind of like needing to gauge whether or not you were a good photographer by how much you were charging. So it was always, Mary always taught me to say, ask a question from a question, ask a question to a question. So if they said how much, you'd sort of say, well, um, well, what is it that you had in mind that you were after? Well, I've asked like one of those horrible auto robot things you speak to, where they're just like, you never get the answer you want. No, 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 because you kind of like have to reverse engineer it. Like in a sense that if somebody comes into my gallery and says, well, how much is that? Sometimes I want to just, well, sometimes I just ask, well, did you have a spot in mind that you'd like to put that in your home? Because I'm trying to go down the emotional side of it all and have oh. them fall in love with the yeah. piece and go, yeah, absolutely, I could see that above my couch. That would look amazing, the colour. Yeah, and, and you've told me the story and I love that story behind the photo. Now I love oh. the photo, but now I love the story and I love you. And now the $2,997 doesn't actually sound like it's too much. As <laughs> Just as the tear, the tear rolls down their cheek, Tom turns them and goes, one billion dollars. 
Sometimes I do say that. I, they get halfway through the question. They go, look, just um, just to give me an idea. And I go, a million dollars. And they go, all oh, right, okay. And I go, no, no, no. What was the question you wanted to ask? And they go, yeah, I just wanted to know how much something like this costs. Because we million. don't have <laughs> – yeah, yeah. Where do you live? Hold on. Let me determine the price. Um, no, I don't do that at all. People, relax. Um, I don't have prices on, on my walls. And it's not that I don't want to. It's more just I'd really – You have to ask. Print- you can't afford it, basically. <laughs> well, maybe that. But it's more that also, too, that I want to have – uh, long stories like captions with with great stories alongside each of the photographs but because of my limited wall space i've put the print so closely together that i don't have space to put it anyway that's my excuse i'm sticking with it yeah right so that's so so yeah i i mean i i i find the what? funny the the one about being asked about the what camera that's is funny. is quite funny and i can imagine that the the question on the the pricing that that is definitely a bit of a oh like it is a, it's a very genuine question we've we've had that before we've I've, I was asking a photographer not too long ago about um, the cost of a of a print and I they couldn't give me a straight answer which was kind of like a, okay well I just need to know the ballpark am I looking at you know a Honda Jazz or a Ferrari <laughs> you know like before we go down the whole path of you know yes, am I even play yes, am I yes. if I walk through the right door <laughs> uh, yeah. which is uh, sometimes scary when you. Right. find out you've spent four hours before you realize that oh even if i really desperately wanted that it's not going to happen um right. but yeah i even, think that even with, even with afterpay <laughs> yeah, even with afterpay that's it it's it's afterlife pay it just keeps going okay. and going no i think that i think the one that i i get um asked quite a bit and this is not from a from individuals this is actually from um from bigger business but it's um it's it's the the last minute asks about um, additional things in projects or shoots and things like that that really throws me because oh, you yeah. want to be a good you know I find that you know you always want to deliver the best project to somebody um, or you mm. want to deliver the best uh, the best outcome for them but um, quite often when people kind of go oh by last minute by the way actually we can we also just do a little bit of video <laughs> and you're like oh, and the you're, you're already you know exactly like, like during the job isn't it like they're like wow that's gone like, really well and matt but by this i know this wasn't in the quote but they don't even say that do they they just go could no, we just uh, maybe could you just spend a little bit more time or could we do a little bit of that and you're like yeah uh, that's like yeah that did like double my quote i so, think it's also the acknowledgement sometimes sometimes the acknowledgement that it's going to um, really dramatically affect the quote as well um it's almost a bit of a another shot through the heart because you often hear like um you know it's not a criticism either because it's just people not understanding necessarily how things all fit together hold on this what sounds like a heart rate monitor is actually the baby monitor running out of battery so i'm going to plug this thing in hold on oh i can't hear it oh you're all right you're all right well so long as the baby's okay and the, the heart's still beating and all the rest of it we want to know that's all happening <laughs> <laughs> we don't the baby monitors oh speaking of which while matt's filling in time there when my daughter ella was born we lived above um my wife's ex-wife's optometry practice in martin street brighton in between the railway line and the highway and there was a dwelling upstairs so we lived above the optometry practice and sometimes as a date night we'd go across the road to the pizza shop take the baby monitor with us because we could literally sit in the window of the pizza shop that's look awesome. up to Ella's window, which was above the shop, and uh, to see whether the you know place was on fire or not, but uh, actually have the baby monitor sitting on the table with us so we could hear if she woke up. There you go. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah. No, so what I was saying, no, I was saying like, so you, you often get the, um, yeah, you, you'd be on a shoot and you, and it's sort of like, oh, I know this wasn't in the original quote, but could we just do this quick? And it's sort of that moment where you go, so hold on, you've acknowledged it's not in the original quote, which means you understand that it costs money to do it. And it's a bit yes, of an extra yes. and it's, you know, it's going to affect something else and whatnot. But then that awkward conversation sort of comes up around what it, what it is, or what yeah. the cost is. And I think yeah. that sometimes, I think you find, um, if you, if you go down the line of being a professional photographer or videographer or whatever it is, it's sort of anything in that creative space, it's not uncommon to come up against situations you've never quoted in your life. No. <laughs> like, so I usually work on like a half day or a full day rate just to make things really basic. But then you get thrown these curveballs of, well, what could we actually get done in half a day or a full day? And um, and especially when you get put on the spot with, oh, well, what would that cost sort of thing? And it's that awkward moment where you have to sort of, really stop and get comfortable saying, to be honest, I've never been asked to do that thing before. So I really need to sort of think about <laughs> right. that's gonna, you know, how right. that's going to play out. So not to say yeah. that you're being, you're not being put into like a risky situation or something you need to compensate for, but it's, it's more kind of, if you've billed for, you know, a half day of photography and then you get asked to tack on a voiceover or something like that and you go, hold on. Well, I just, I've never been in a situation where I was doing half a day of photography and then had to do a voiceover. Like what, where you do that? have a sexy voice though, Matt. I mean, hence why you're on this podcast. Well, that's why I charge I can, for it, you know? I can see why you're, <laughs> you're just skyrocketing with your voiceovers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not me necessarily, one... like re-recording them. I press the record button with microphones, not not actually say the voiceover. Oh, oh, um, I'm sorry. I have been, I have had the office, well, I've had, I've had that as well, actually, where it was like, oh, we don't want to pay for a voiceover artist. Um, We'll try and get someone in the business to do it. And I'm like, oh, God, I'll just do it myself because this is going to be really painful. Yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, that I think that to me, that's one of those questions that comes up often is just, is, is people wanting to break down every aspect of, of a job and sort of ask what it costs. Um, yeah. Or, or to be honest, I think the other one is probably people who you know are not asking to book your services, but they're asking because they're trying to gauge their services um, oh, and asking oh, asking right. you about all all the uh, all the the costs for things when you know quite clearly that it's 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 being asked for comparisons' um, sake yeah. as opposed to yeah, um, yeah as opposed to what, actual genuine interest. I tell you one thing, I get asked occasionally when I'm out photographing, Matt, and it's not for your autograph, is it? I don't want to get. I don't want this to to appear like it's the. Don't want this to go the wrong way. I do get asked, "Are you Tom Part?" No, of, I, do, I do. I do, and I know that sounds very egotistical and verbose, but no, but it I doesn't. Do. It's not, no, it and, does. It does. And, Sorry, it does. And, <laughs> I know. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? And I, I often have to go. Oh God, no why? You know, because I want to know. <laughs> The reason why they're asking that because is why it why does he owe you money? Is it a good thing or not? Is my reputation preceding me in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> this guy in Milford Sound, for goodness sake, in a car park, we were going jumping back into our car after doing a shoot, and I was leading a workshop, and he just goes, Are you Tom Putt by any chance? And I'm like, Oh, god, why? Hold on a second, what's going on? Followed quickly by, you've been served. <laughs> yes, here's an envelope for you. No, no, no. So, no, it, it's generally a good outcome, so to speak, but it is embarrassing when they get that. I, I, I want to be... Terrible being be, a celebrity. I want to be rich and famous in one sense, and then I actually I actually want to remain very much I'm you just know, a, I, a wallflower. You know? The closest to fame that I've, I've come into, not oh, just enough, recently, not but generally... Know. I was up at the Winton Wetlands about a week ago, a week and a half ago. Oh, your famous Winton Wetlands. And, yeah, and I'm, there, 
yeah. I'm there and I'm shooting, well, photographing, I should say, some, some roos um, who were not drinking oh, yes. water in the not wet lands. No water. In, if anything, they might have been, they were probably cut, like keeling over as I was photographing them. I'm like, they're so good they're staying still for me. But yeah, they probably yeah. just couldn't move. It's so approachable, man. You know, you can get right <laughs> up to them. It just starts licking the small beads of sweat off your skin out of desperation. No, um, the uh, but this car drives up behind my truck and my truck's got my branding on it. And yes, yes. Um, this yeah, car pulls big. up and they could see that I was photographing. So I had my ginormous lens hanging out the window um, and then paused. And I realized I was actually just sitting in the middle of the road. So they actually couldn't go past. And I felt really bad because I didn't know how long they'd been there for. So I sort of pull over um, a little bit further and they pulled up next to me. And they're like, oh, you know, they started commenting on, you know, the gear and stuff like that. And they said there was some um, tawny frog mouth down the road. And I said, oh, can I join you? I just, I'd just love to see, you know. Anyway, I followed them, get out of the car. And then I sort of was like, oh, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Matt. You know? and, I said, and she goes, yeah, yeah, no, I follow you on Facebook. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was so excited. I was on Facebook, but I didn't realize that anyone actually read my posts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm like, wow, People look at go, you. Oh, yeah, we're loving your podcast. And I go, oh, my God, do you really listen? Like, I just figure that nobody does. Oh, you've got to quiz <laughs> them on it, though, because that's just niceties. You've got to say, like, oh, yeah, what I part did you like the most? And they'll be like, yeah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, did you like our topic from last week? And they go, yeah, yeah, and no, I loved it. So, yeah, what, what yeah. was it again? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah just – well, they all yeah, blend so into like, one. I just listen to them. So <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a good one. Matt, we need to exchange notes after this podcast to, to be able to catch people out with that one. Oh, well, gosh. anything you want to add? Because my, my laptop battery is only at 49%. It's lasted tremendous. Maybe I need to cancel that new laptop gone, I bought it. Yeah, I was going to say, I reckon that maybe something was going on there. Uh, you know what the new version of Lightroom chews through battery I've found? I, my brand new MacBook Pro 16-inch, which is meant to have like the best battery life on the planet, Last about forty minutes. Um, no, running, light, running Lightroom. Yeah, What's the new update it? for Lightroom has just it just smashes the battery to pieces. That's and a brand new laptop. Brand new, and so the um, the oh, advice. Someone else had this issue, and they got told the advice was to switch off the graphics card. Um, and I'm sort I of you like needed the graphics card in order to be able to do run Lightroom, or at least well, you can switch off to like the G, is it GPU or CP? I don't know. There's one that's CPU. like the um. Yeah, but there's yeah, one yeah. that's a dedicated graphics card. And then there's like digital or virtual graphics card that's built into your other, I don't know, about computers. Right. But anyway, if you switch that off, apparently you get a much better battery life. But of course, okay. it will slow Lightroom down. So anyway. Why did you go to 16 rather than 13? Have I made, have I made a mistake? Because I used to have a 17-inch and I hated it because it was too big and heavy to lug around on my workshops. Yeah. And I went down to 13 and I've really enjoyed the portability of that. Yeah. But then I consider the 16 once i i ordered this laptop this week but so the 16 is actually not that much it's actually no different in size i don't think to the 15 inch um it's yeah, just the way they, they use the, the screen they make the screen work better with the it sizing comes 16 or a 13 yeah but the old 15 inches is kind of a standard like 15 yeah. inch laptop so right. um so it's no different to the 15 inch size i don't think um which is kind of cool uh and the 13 see i think is like with my laptop i use it to um it's my main computer. I use an ASO 27-inch monitor right. with right. it. But um, whenever I'm not next to that big monitor um, and I'm trying to work, I find it really hard to to multitask on a small screen. So often I'll have, you know, yeah. emails, edits. I do a lot of video editing and animation as well. So yeah. um, Adobe After Effects is really, really tricky on a small monitor. Um, so you need so, the real estate. 
A little bit for the real estate, yeah. And to be honest, yeah. I, I've had a 13-inch uh, laptop in the past and I don't know, I just, I've always sort of found that I, I, f- I feel the keyboard's a shrunken version of the keyboard. It just, everything feels a bit sort of small for, for me. I kind of go... Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna think whether I should go to Officeworks or something or the Apple Store and and put them side by side and decide whether or not I want to. Well, go you know they the they have a, a thirty day no questions asked money back oh, that's policy. Really? Yep. So you they can did. you can use. Last time I had to take take mine in to get a new battery replaced, I yep. said to them, "Look, it's my work machine. I need it like every day. I can't just take it. You know, you can't just have it for a week." And they said, "Oh no, that's fine. Just buy a new one for the week." And then when you pick your one up, just return the, the new one. I said, but what if I've used it, installed things? I said, no, that's fine. It just gets formatted. <laughs> so, yeah. Any Apple product from the Apple store, that is, yep. 30 days. I think it's 13, 30 or 14 days. Anyway, it's, an, it's at least oh. a couple of weeks and it's yeah, um, nice. and you can right. return it, no questions asked. That's amazing. Obviously, it needs to not be broken, but it can be used. But you could have opened the packaging up. Obviously, oh, you can use it. They encourage you to use it because it's like if you don't like it, if it's not the right product for you, you can just take it back. And they'll easily resell it as a... Well, I don't, I don't even know how that works, to be honest. I, but that's, to be honest, as far as I'm... That's just the, that's the not on the my problem um, radar. That's 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 their problem. <laughs> if they're offering it, they'd like. <laughs> that's they, it, that's they, it. Yeah, very good. All right, Matt. Well, that's been... Uh, I, the reason you can hear me so clearly too is I lost, I lost the fluff off my muff. All right. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> to me, it does, but I hope it doesn't make any sense to anyone else. Just let your imagination run wild, people. I've lost the the foam off my microphone, so maybe I need to leave it off from now on. If I'm coming right, sounds, through, that's clear. Sounds pretty good to me. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. Great to catch up with you again, and thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another amazing episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. We will catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you.